Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Sparkle City Sessions here in downtown Spartanburg, South Carolina at the fabulous New Way Lounge. We're here with Mr. Paul Topless, our co-host. That's me. And... Hey, Todd Taylor, the banjo man. That's all right right there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, back home in Carolina, like a song I wrote. Oh, yeah. Well, we're happy to have you here, sir, and, and it's a very a very honored pleasure. We really appreciate it. Hey, it's great being here. You know, this is my hometown. I was born here, and this is where it all started for me. Well, it's, it starts a lot for a lot of people here, but, but um, you know, they end up somewhere else, don't they? That's correct, you know. I started out when I was six years old, and uh, I was on the Grand Duel Opry by 14. Wow. With uh, Bill Monroe. Uh, Roy Acuff's the first person that put me on the Opry, but as this interview goes along, there's a lot of great stuff about Toy we'll, Caldwell. We'll, we'll, oh, cool. We're going to get to all of that, Todd. Um, for those of you who don't know Todd, uh, Todd is a uh, bluegrass legend, uh, banjo royalty, four-time Grammy-nominated. Uh, Grammy Grammy. Grammy-nominated Grammy <laughs> and multiple gold record and number one-selling recording artist. And, of course, as I already mentioned, Spartanburg native. Please welcome Todd Taylor. It's yes, great yes. to have you here, man. Great man, it's great to be here. And uh, so, as you say, you began uh, with kind of the bluegrass scene, and you ended up. Uh, yeah, well, I growed up uh, when I was six years old. Uh, I went to the Shakey's Pizza Parlor that was down on uh, Highway Nine. Remember Shakey's Pizza that used to be there? Oh, that might be a little. I uh, mean, I remember a lot of stuff. Well, a lot of people will remember <laughs> there's a lot that. you don't remember as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people will remember that place. It's right uh, there where you get on 176. Well, anyway, and I used a guy strumming a banjo in there playing, and I was mesmerized by that. And then about a couple of weeks later, I went down to Disney World. There was a guy playing a banjo, and that's how it happened. So, uh, so when, that, you, were, that, when that, you were young, when I was young, yeah. and I ended up getting that banjo, and but I wasn't into bluegrass. I had listened to bluegrass and stuff like that, but I, you know, I really never liked bluegrass, and yeah. I'm not trying to put bluegrass down or anything. Just wasn't your style. I wanted to, I always played rock and roll. I grew up listening to Marshall Tucker Band, and Toy Caldwell was a friend of mine. But when I would take this banjo, I did play bluegrass. I mastered that in no time. I did take a few lessons from a guy here in town that owns Watchworks, uh, Walker Copley. He's a great banjo player. <laughs> really good guy and uh he I, I know him to this day but i went on my own i wanted to do something you know i was playing bluegrass music traveling with bill monroe the everybody you could dream of in bluegrass you, play, you played with bill monroe yeah i toured wow. with Blue, bill monroe did package shows with everybody and everybody but there was no money in bluegrass huh. and it was you master that and you do that you're on the road all the time you make no money and i was like but I'd already been playing rock songs. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start playing in amusement parks. So we we played at Six Flags over Georgia, six shows a day every day, but Friday we worked there two years, Carowinds two years, and this is in between doing Nashville on the road show with uh, the country grapes. Be before all of that, Todd, how did you get started? How did you end up being on the road and, and playing in those places? Uh, me. <laughs> I was, back in those days, you know, there was you no said, internet. Yeah, I, I am Todd, here I am. I've I, I become my own manager, yeah, and I yeah. acted like I was my father. Yeah. Oh, wow, but you, I was you, call, you called him up and be hey, I got this guy, you got to hear. And back then, it was no internet or anything no. like wow. that. And, and how old were you at that time? Uh, probably mm -hmm. about 10 at that time. Right. And uh, then, it, then uh, 
Okay, the first big break was Carl Story from Greer, South Carolina. He was a legendary bluegrass artist that pioneered gospel music. Yeah. He come to my daddy's business, and it was a furniture store, and my daddy paid him $500 <laughs> wow. to, so we could be on the show that right, night. Right, right. And that's, that's how it started. Was that a radio show? It was, no, a concert. Oh, okay. And where, where was that? That was at a Roper Mountain uh, Center where they do the concert. Yeah. It was me, it was Carl Story, Bill Monroe, and that was it. So when, after that happened, it blossomed, you know, and then Bill yeah. Monroe, uh, we started touring, doing all that stuff. But during that time, I was hanging out with Toy Caldwell down in Pauline, and yeah. I, I always listened to classic rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. And I would always, I didn't know at that time what I was doing was pioneering rock and roll banjo, but I was playing all these classic rock songs and I was transposing them for the banjo. Yeah. Then I was copywriting the arrangements. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, and I remember, you know, I was sitting around with Toy, and Toy had a Gibson RB250 in the corner, and he picked it. And, uh, and Toy, Toy told me, he says, Todd, he said, uh, if you keep doing that one day, man, you'll have what all these gold records on the wall. You'll be on the cover of these magazines. He said, what you're doing is pioneering stuff. He said, and he was a big, he was the reason that pushed me to do that. So and, Toy Toy recognized that your playing style was completely different and your yes. your interpretation of classic rock songs was something that had not been done before for the banjo. That's, it had never been done. My buddy John McEwen of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, John was the first person, so I'm going to make this clear. John was the first person in the history with a banjo uh, to play as a background instrument on Led Zeppelin's Hangman. Right. Oh, wow. Right. There and, you go. Yes. And then Bobby Thompson, which was from Cliffside, South Carolina, uh, same as Don Reno, he played, you know, the, he's sitting in the back on Hee Haw all the time. He was yeah. the guy that really could play. He, he, was, he was doing more sessions on stuff than anybody. But as a solo instrument, that's what I did. And I remember uh, I had went to, I flew to New York, and I did uh, not David Letterman. It was we. I've done that a couple of years before. It was Regis and Kathy Lee show. Right. And on the plane ride back, I knew at that moment I was going to stop everything I was doing and I was going to go for it. So I called Toy, and uh, we cut that album down in Moore, South Carolina, at. Uh, that old school building that Tucker's old studio. The album was produced by Dwayne Evans. Uh, he's over in Greenville now. What was the name of the album? Uh, it was Something Different. Something Different. It was Something Different. Back then, you know, keep in mind, there's no internet, there's no anything. Oh, so, sure. So everybody in Nashville just saw me said, you can't play rock and roll with a banjo. You can't do it. It can't be done. I said, okay. I didn't burn any bridges because I still loved all my friends. So I remember I went down there we had Tim Pickens on the drums that played with Benny Murdonis. You know, she's just 16 yeah. years old. You know, Benny Murdonis, yeah, most yeah. played song yeah. still in history. Bless Benny's soul, he's passed away. Uh, and uh, a lot of the Dwayne Evans and a lot of the original guys, uh, I called Alan Wallen, you know, Alan and Phil Wallen from Capricorn Records. I wanted to get the blessings from the guys in Skinner before I did yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, before you covered one of their songs. That's right. So, it, nobody had ever did this with the banjo, so I called. Now everybody does. Everybody's copying it. Yeah. So what happened was, Alan Walden uh, called me back. He says, hey, Todd, 
He said, man, that'll be great. I've talked to him. They said, that'll be great. And the song was actually called Taylor's Freebird. And I know you've got a copy of that. I yeah. think you're going to play. Yeah. That's the original cut. Yeah. And uh, so we recorded that, believe it or not, that whole album, we recorded it all in one take, and it was all recorded live in yeah. that studio. Right. And I went back out and got on my bus and because I thought it was horrible. I'd been on the road. My, so the next day I walk in the studio and I say, man, who is that? That is all. They said, man, that's you. That's what you recorded. Fresh said, ears. Yeah, I'm yeah. Fresh I ears. said, I'm glad yeah. y'all didn't delete that. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, wow, I might have some. So so, so what what, uh, what led you to uh, Freebird as, as your, your first breakout track okay. for the for, for rock and roll banjo? What, what led you to that one rather than doing... Uh, one of your, you know, one of Toy's songs, or uh, you know, or, or well, something else from that genre. Because I knew it, because it had never been. Which song was it? Freebird. Okay, Freebird. I'm done. We're I'm gonna play it shortly. Yeah, the reason I did Freebird because I knew that it was. I did Stairway. Okay, I had done. I had 160 rock songs already cataloged. All right. I had Freebird, Stairway. They so many. Uh, crossroads clapping and i covered everybody because i knew one day that all these banjo players like he's talking about when yeah. they do it they're going to be paying me a royalty when yeah, they yeah. do yeah. Uh, for my arrangement yes because there's no arrangements for the banjo right so i did that but it was just freebird i always loved freebird yeah and i said so you know we cut it we did it the whole album uh i sold everything that i had I went to Nashville because no label, MCA at the time I was working, they wouldn't take it. Yeah. Uh, nobody would take it, but I didn't burn bridges. So I went to Bill Wentz Productions in Nashville and I told Bill, I said, look, I said, if we put this out, side A, Freebird, side, Taylor's Freebird, which is AKA Freebird, side B, Stairway to Heaven. I said, if we put this out, I said, what's gonna happen? I said, I know it's gonna go all these classic rock stations and all the radio stations that y'all send it to they gonna say hey here's something of this crazy guy trying to say he can play rock with a banjo let's listen to it and maybe we can use it for a skit and make fun of the banjo yeah and i knew when they did that they'd be blown away yeah. so bill wentz listened to it and he said man it's a hit you right we gotta yeah. do it and he didn't even charge me after i'd sold everything but we went out four and a half weeks later I'm sitting with Rick Dees, which you've probably seen oh, all that stuff, yeah, yeah. sitting on the 11th floor at Rick Dees at the top 40 and looking out at the Capitol building. And I'm, at that time... Which looks like a stack of records. But like it a does, stack yeah. of records, yeah. that's right. Yeah. You know, here I am, a guy from Spartanburg, never had been really out that far, you know, just in, you know, in that kind of territory, you know. And I remember getting off the plane, getting on the limo, going down Hollywood Boulevard, seeing all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, wow, where am I at? Yeah. What have I got myself into? But then I said, you know, this is the world, you know, I got to do my thing. And so yeah, man. I met David Bowie. When I checked into my hotel room in the Mondrian Hotel, which is gone now, it's been tore down. And the first thing they make you do when you come in there, you got to sign the ceilings. Right. So David Bowie was staying beside of me. And, and let me tell you, it was a party all night long. I bet. Now, I didn't do any drinking or any drugs or anything because I've never done that, but they did. But it was a party. So the next day, I told them, you know, I got to go to sleep. I got to be at the top 40. But I, I'll never forget that. Now that I'm older now, you know, you look back on yeah. it. And I remember my, I remember everybody after that happened, all the labels then, everybody was like, yeah, we yeah. knew you could do it. You know, yeah. the ones that I said, okay, yeah. and, they, I will, and they congratulated me. And the best thing, 
that that I got when when I've come back from that. While I was in Hollywood, though, I did a I did a track with Rick Dees on, on he was working on a new album. Yeah, and then Paul Cooper of Atlantic Records was happened to come there, and I met him, and he's it worked out that way. Paul Cooper yeah. said, "Well, you know, we'll take it now from you, and we'll yeah. do this, and you know, whatever." But it already went. So when I got back to Spartanburg, we, you know the old answering machines. Oh yeah, a lot of people don't know yeah. about that. I remember my answering machine was full, and I remember uh, Alan calling and Phil, Phil Wall, Alan Wall, and Phil Wall. Hey Todd, congratulations! Blah blah blah. He had it playing in the background because yeah. he had recorded it. I yeah. guess we knew you could do it and ever and all that stuff. So, but it was a whirlwind after that. So right after that. I went straight to Nashville, and I bought a tour bus uh, that belonged to Bailey and the Boys. They was a two-hit wonder group, and it the bus had been done by Hemp Hill. Back then, it was Silver Eagles. Yeah, and I'll never forget that. We took a briefcase, and it took three or four hours to count all the money, you know. <laughs> and uh, I remember I drove the bus back, yeah. me and my bass player. And that was it, man. And then I was on the road, man. It was constant with like yeah. well, cheap trick. Yeah. The everybody in the eighties. Yeah. And the reason I got so many of those to tour with those groups because I was totally different than yeah. what they did. Yeah. And we we we've talked about that, haven't we? How, uh, That's right. Most of the acts in the eighties, as Rocco probably knows this too. You know, they have com they used to have comedians open for them. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. still do. They yeah. still do. Yeah. But, I, but what I did was just so different out of the yeah. way. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. and uh, But I was real sick all the time. And uh, everybody back then, like I say, still no internet. I was It was all I could do to play. Yeah. I mean, I could play. Yeah. A lot of people resorted to doing pills exactly. to, to, to get yeah. through the shows. That's and I'm right. glad you didn't do that. No. I, I, well, I seen everybody. Cocaine. I seen the drugs. Yeah. I seen everybody that was somebody become yeah. nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Quick. I could have got anything I wanted anytime I wanted, but I never did it because I was yeah. raised not to do that. Let me ask but, you something real fast. Uh, what was your first instrument? Was it a banjo or what was banjo. it? Banjo. Banjo was your very first instrument. Yep. Okay. There you go. Banjo, because it was just something to, in my opinion, to be the. I could play every instrument, not bragging, but to be the best in the world at, at one instrument, you have to dedicate your whole life to it. That's yeah, why right. my life's yeah. been nothing but music. A lot of people see me, you got it made, man. You in the Hall of Fame, you got gold records, you got all this stuff, but they don't realize hard I've, work. My whole life's been dedicated to it. I'm 57 years old now. And every single day you're playing and. In my mind, it's kind of mentally messed yeah. my mind up. Yeah. My, I hadn't had a life. I don't, I've never had a life like a regular family would have a life. And people see that, and most of the people that I meet, they're like, wow, man, you travel. This is how it is. For anybody listening that's aspiring, wanting to be in the music industry, listen. The, everybody gives the story of, I could have made it, but I didn't want to leave my girlfriend. I didn't leave oh, my yeah, wife. Oh, yeah, there's I'm, always I'm one. not being mean. I'm going to tell you the truth about it. If yeah. you really want to make it, you have to give up everything you got. You have to eat out of trash cans and whatever, and then you still might not make it. But if you don't dedicate your whole life to it, and that's what you You won't give it a fair shot. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to make it or break it. Yeah. But And I got lucky, man, enough doing that. But at the time everybody in the industry 
that had told me, they said, you know, you're ahead of your time with what you're doing, and, and you'll understand it one day. And now I really do understand yeah, it, yeah. that I'm the age I am now. But back then, it was a whirlwind. But getting back to what I was saying about tired, I lost down to 80 pounds. Yeah. And that's when they found out I had a rare terminal disease. Oh, wow. Muscle disease. Yeah. And then I was broke again. It took yeah. all that money to stay alive. Yeah. And I didn't care, though, you know. Yeah. But, but, but th- so, you know, you, you've said how hard it is to uh, to get to that point where you, you're, you're a, a household name, you're touring, uh, you've got gold records, you, uh, you, you've, you've got awards. Uh, but at the same time, you're carrying a, a serious illness, and right. how, how how difficult did that make it for you? I mean, not just physically, but mentally as well. Mean, I'll tell you, man. It was on the tour bus. All I did was lay on the in the bunk on the tour bus, and when it got to the show, you know, adrenaline is something that will is yeah. crazy. Yeah. When I I could hear the people out there, I knew it was my time to get out and go yeah. on the bus. I wouldn't yeah. even do a sound check. I would come off the bus and I'd hear the people and I'd get adrenaline. I'd do that show. That, yeah. that, and ju- sometimes just that will yeah. get you out there and get through the show. Won't it, it? it got yeah. me through the show. And uh, my bass player at the time, you know, he was taking 12 shots a day, diabetic. Yeah. And uh, the, wow. uh, there's needles all over the bus yeah. but from, you know, from yeah. him. But. It, I did it. I made it. But but what happened was I got to a point to where I went public with it. I don't, and a lot of people probably from Spartanburg, it went national. They did. Uh, I wanted people to know I wasn't dying because I was on drugs or had AIDS or anything. Yeah. I wanted them to know the truth. So I went. It went on national TV. And then right after I did that, Greg Lamonts from the touring bicycle world, he come out and said he had the same disease yeah he retired yeah. from what, what's, well what, it deserved to have some light put on it you know yeah because uh, well, i mean that's the only way diseases get cured is yeah people are yeah. thinking right. about them i was the only person in the united states yeah. with that disease but there's two people from china that they were studying at emory university where i went now dr collins on north church street is the guy that did seven spinal taps on me and he's the guy that found out i had a rare muscle disease and was smart enough to send me to Atlanta back then, they had the electron microscopes that yeah. they didn't have anymore. And they, they cut my leg from here to here, took muscle out. Three days later, the doctor comes in there, the specialist, he says, man, you got a week to live, and that's it. Yeah. Well, that's that's, so, a, that's a hard pill yeah. to take right there. How yeah. how did you come back from that? Man, I, 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 when everybody was in that room standing, they all was crying. I, I, it's weird when so you get told that yeah. information. I just looked at everybody. I said, "Hey, what y'all crying for?" I said, "It's gonna be all right." I said, "I'm not gonna die. I'm gonna be fine." Yeah, and that's what I said. So just like your belief in yourself for yeah, in God, uh, playing too. the banjo, belief in God. You, yeah, you had this belief that you this wasn't you. You yeah. were gonna you were gonna beat beat yeah. this, or or at least be, live with it. That's right. Yeah. And uh, willpower, willpower. That, that's right. Then I got some scientific medication, but I got it, and. Uh, Oh, check, check, check. Sorry. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> so, but that was a, I'm going to tell you, all those shows that I did during the 80s and 90s, I remember, the, vaguely remember them all. I can see footage. Yeah. I was so sick. That yeah. was a good question you asked me. Because your mind is constantly, that's why I, I tell performers all the time, you got to know your craft and know your instrument to where you don't have to think about it yeah that and that's the point is like me i was sick all the time but when it come time to hit the stage i would never miss a note not because i didn't have to think about it it's a god gift you know what i'm saying yeah but after that i was back 
in, in turmoil, pain. Yeah. I mean, it was horrible. Yeah. yeah. And I say, if you're a musician uh, or whatever you play to be the best in the world, you have to do it. you got to devote nine to ten hours a day yeah. at least on yeah. it oh, if yeah. you're not touring. Yeah, yeah. So d- did you, uh, after that, did you take any time away uh, to at least do some recovery or, or did you just carry on? What? There was a point where I couldn't do anything when I was in Emory University dying. Yeah, yeah. And I, they weren't going to have long to live. But, and that's what they said. But, I, yeah. I, I, you know, <laughs> so I got out of there. I told them, if I'm going to die, I want to die at home. Yeah. And uh, so they said, no, you're going to have to stay here. But I said, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, that's, so, probably, that's probably what made you... Uh, gave you uh more life because you that's, was in your home your little home area there that's right and uh that helps your willpower out yeah and i got thousands of letters all over the world's people from yeah. spartanburg i went out to my studio oh and i got I, I prayed to god i said lord if this is my time to go i know you're going to take me but if not i said i know you can heal me and everything and with that moment and i looked at all that stuff on the on them gold records on the wall i looked at everything you know what i'm saying yeah Back in those days, $2 million was a lot of money. Yeah, sure it was. And I said, you know, this stuff means nothing. If, you know, this is, I'm going to either die or whatever, you know. But when I said, God, I know you can heal me, man, he, I got out of the wheelchair like five minutes later. I was yeah. like a new person. Yeah. I called the hospital. They said, it's a, they don't know. I said, God healed me. You know, it's like he touched my hand. I believe in God. I'm not preaching to anybody, but hey god healed me that he is a god and he did heal me or i wouldn't be here today yeah uh, you know uh we, we all have we all have our own beliefs and our own uh, that's right and coping mechanisms as well and it's great it's great that we can talk yeah. about it without uh trying to yeah uh, push you that know, on somebody you else. know what i tell everybody at my concerts when i play i don't care what you do i'm not into politics i'm not for anything i i love everybody we should love everybody and try to help everybody that we can help everybody that's the way it should be you're absolutely right todd uh, we are broadcasting here live from the new way lounge the oldest bar in spartanburg we are with the legendary banjo player todd taylor also we got a legendary person standing beside us over here mr mike bonner and uh, mike bonner, <laughs> he's, he's running away he's now running <laughs> my last <laughs> my <laughs> last my last seven number hits hits he's the one that took the photos of them say hey okay. mike is that that's why he's here to stop me from taking photos this week? He's, he's waved to us and, and yeah, he tried to run off. There. <laughs> he's running. Well, I hope you've got your camera because uh, you could be stood there. I'm gonna make earning up some, money. Bye, Mike. Love you, brother. Go look at your gold records when you get home. Once again, we've run people off from the podcast. So, Believe me, it's not the first time. That's right. So, so Todd, you, you you you're touring. Uh, on and off constantly uh, throughout the year and years in and years out and uh, um, you're part of the Gretsch tour how, how did your association with Gretsch come about well I started playing Gretsch banjos in the beginning yeah and uh, was that your choice to play their instrument or was it yes. something that, that Choice. Well, yeah. Gretsch makes uh, plenty of fine instruments. They yeah. very they they, well, they do. See, I ended up with Gretsch. I'd been uh, Gold Tone had put out a Todd Taylor banjo back in two thousand seven. Right, a Todd Taylor signature model, and it was a great banjo, and they great people. And then uh, I was with a, a couple of other signature banjos. But then one day, uh, Gretsch, I happened to be with the people because I knew them all. And what I liked about them, they're like family. Yeah. And, I was in Nashville, and he. I went down to sound check, and he said, "Try out a couple of our banjos if you like them." You know, I played them; they were great. Yeah. So that was 2012, 
but I knew about them. I, they were friends of mine before then. So I did a, been with them since 2012. And uh, the Gretsch tours, uh, their celebrations, uh, the concerts are free. We do all those tours uh, in all the major cities. We do uh, Brooklyn, Chicago, uh, you know, like Miami, all the major cities. Yeah. And it's done in famed places, but it starts in Brooklyn because Great started in Brooklyn. Sure. The building is still there. Right. And uh, but it's apartments now, but it still says Great Building on the top right. of it. Right. But got a lot of great people and a lot of great fans there. But the Great Tour, it, it consists of. Uh, you know, like Brian Setzer would be on the oh, tour. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sweet. Uh, just. So people who who, who are fam- Ramon, famous yeah, for yes. playing Gretsch instruments and Free, Dwayne whether Eddie. that's drums or guitars or yes. banjos or yes. yeah, whatever. Uh, pretenders, uh, yeah. cheap trick. Yeah. Well, you know, the uh, I went to a Merle Fest one time. Doc Watson's uh, festival he puts on for his, his son that passed away. Mm. Uh, and a Gretsch guy. Uh, was the first guy that to, to hit me up to that when you play your guitar, it actually petrifies the guitar. Yeah. It crystallizes the inside of the of the where the sound is. That's true. And I did not know that. Wow. And a Gretsch luthier told me that, and and uh, I played the sweetest Gretsch there, man. Yeah. They had them all lined up. You know how they had the big acoustic oh, yeah. tent and all that. Oh yeah. And I turn around right when I get done talking with him, I turn around and there's Doc Watson standing there with a bunch of people. <laughs> hey, I was you like, don't. That's a great thing that you just said because did you know that you can stick your guitar like on the side, like where the window when the sun's coming in a little bit, and you can take a radio and put it in front of it and let it play for all day long and night, and it does the same thing. Yeah. Right. I had an idea of, of something you put in your sound hole that shoots ultrasonic sound where you can't really hear it. That's but pretty cool. A, age the guitar for you. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, hadn't, I hadn't found anybody to make it for me yet. But. Yeah, well, you can put that in your sound hole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't put anything in my sound hole. I'm sorry. I, that's an exit only. I heard that. But, you know, the Gretsch, the Gretsch, you know, I love the Gretsch tours. But like I said, now I started doing a lot of session work. Yeah. When I went, see, after I hit the top 40, I went back to Nashville and... I was at the CMA Awards, and uh, I was sitting in the audience in between commercial breaks. You know, everything you see on TV, it's not like that. No, It's no. different. So one of the biggest songwriters in the history of songwriting had, was getting an award, but he was up there during the break. He said, hey, we got a special guest that's here. And, you know, when all these thousand people, the guy that pioneered rock and roll banjo and recognized me. Right. Well, the next day, I was, uh, I got a call. My agent called me. I was, I lived in Hendersonville beside Johnny Cash. My agent called me. She said, yeah, Kenny Bearden and uh, John Anderson and all them guys, they want to see you down at Sony Loggy Bayou. Yeah. I said, okay. So I went down there, and they said, hey, man, we want you to They keep nobody play that rock banjo stuff like you do. You just got a great – would you like to do some sessions sometimes? I said, yeah, man, I'll play on anything you – what guy? And I said, free. I don't need nothing. Mm. So, you know, I went down there and I would do, I played on so many artists, uh, pro- projects. I have to, if I was in my studio, I could tell you, but, and I would do that. But then, you know, I did my own, I was doing my own tour cause I was better then. My health was good. Then, you know, doing shows with the Oak Ridge boys. Yeah. Uh, then, then we did the Cajun Fox and Todd Taylor thing, you know, that was big for yeah. four years, yeah. but I went back to doing my thing and all. So, so, um, uh, you played a, a lot of sessions with with lots of uh, different people. Uh, here's a question from my wife: 
she says, who have you most enjoyed playing with? And who have you least enjoyed playing with? Okay. Uh, if you are able well, to answer that question. Well, you don't have to answer that <laughs> last well, part. <laughs> I'll tell you, my favorite is the Oak Ridge Boys. Yeah. And I love them all. The band members, Jeffrey Douglas, all those guys, the band themselves, but the Oak Ridge Boys themselves. I love the Oak Ridge Boys, Dwayne Allen, Richard Sturban, uh, Joe Bonzel, and uh, William Golan. They great guys. Professional and guys. Professional too. guys. And, you know, they put me out front. You know, they let me play on their songs and they bring me out front and let me play, showcase my banjo. They, they're just all great and the band's great. And that was great. Uh, uh, Cajun Fox and Todd Taylor was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest and tell you, the big Cajun. You can go to any bar in the USA and go up to the AMC jukebox and type in that, and you'll yeah. see all the hit songs. Yeah. I didn't that. I didn't like it. Right. You know, and I and I ain't ashamed to tell you why. Because mm. I didn't like the craziness. It was so big, and I didn't like the. It was too. <laughs> it was too big time. It was. It, it was like, everything about yeah. show business. Right. Yeah. Well, everybody well, did stuff that I. Everybody <laughs> did stuff that I didn't do, right? Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. It's and, the and you, seedy underbelly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. So, um, as well as doing session music and playing with other people, uh, and and you're touring, you've also um, worked on some film scores. Is that right? Done a lot. Had a lot yeah. of stuff. A lot of my music's been in soap operas, movies, yeah. and. Uh, all that stuff. Original compositions or yes, a or, lot, or lot, a bit of a, Beethoven's Nightmare was one. Yeah, uh, just so many. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I'll tell you what. One of my best things has ever been out of my whole career. Out of my whole career, you know, I'm born in Spartanburg. Is when Nikki Haley gave me the Order of the Palmetto. Oh, there you go. Now, when she gave me that, I was blown away. Yeah. But then when she become when she become <laughs> dropped a big bag of change on the yeah, floor yeah I dropped about five thousand dollars folks on the floor so come on down yeah. here to New Way well, gold to blooms it. just rolled all over that's everyone. right <laughs> yeah that was great receiving that you know that's the highest honor yeah. you get in the state yeah. of South Carolina but when she become ambassador for the United Nations yeah. uh, then Governor Henry McMaster took over great governor he's a great guy but anyway one, well, I remember I got the call one day that they, I was, there was going to be a holiday. I yeah. said, what do you mean a holiday? They said, they're the Todd Taylor Banjo Day, every second Tuesday it passed the Senate floor, consecutive holiday from for, for life, you know, when I'm dead and gone. I was blown away. But them two things to me, because I started in South Carolina, yeah. and I'm proud of South Carolina, yeah. but the reason I was awarded that stuff because I promote the state of yeah. South Carolina, yeah, Spartanburg. Yeah. Well, what, um, and yeah, so uh, again, if you weren't aware, it's uh, around March the 14th. It's the second Tuesday, Tuesday. in March every year, That's and it's right. na- uh, South Carolina Banjo Day um, in honor of, uh, of Todd Taylor. And it was actually one of the first, uh, first things I did when I arrived in Spartanburg. You were with, there. I met you at the beacon. If that's you remember, right. that's I right. did a silent at the beacon. That's <laughs> right. I, I remember that. The beacon yeah. is Spartanburg institution. That's uh, yeah. true. They, they great people over there. Let me ask you something. Can I ask something real fast yes. about, uh, toy Caldwell? Oh yeah. Let's okay. So, so toy, toy, uh, of course is, uh, was head of Marshall Tucker band, right. um, wrote all, wrote most of the songs. Yes, he did. Uh, were you friends with him when he went to Vietnam? I wasn't friends with him when he went to Vietnam. I didn't know him then. We knew of each other, 
but I didn't really know him then. Did you know I, Frank Wilkie? Yeah. Oh, Frank Wilkie, great guy. Yeah. Matter of fact, about a couple of years ago, I bought a road, uh, a road case from Frank. Hadn't he, seen him in a long time. I know he's been on the show. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a really good show. He brought a lot of old stuff that him and Toy did way before they, you know, Vietnam and all that stuff. It's really yeah. good. Toy, Frankie's a great bass player and a great guy. He is. Yeah, he is. But uh, yeah. But 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 uh, continue talking about Toy. Um, did uh, did you say Toy uh, kind of uh, was a big push for you to do your own you, thing? Right. You, toy, that's what you was talking about. Yeah. Right? To, I would sit with Toy down there as a kid, and I'd be playing all that stuff, and he'd say, "Man, you got to put that stuff out. You need to record that stuff. You'll be doing something nobody's ever done." And he was with Marshall Tucker then. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, wait a minute. Yes, he was with Marshall Tucker then, but then after that he went solo. Toy Factory. That's right. Yeah. No, it was Toy Caldwell. Toy Factory was before that, Marshall before Tucker. Marshall yeah. Tucker. In Toy Caldwell, it was the Toy Caldwell band. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, what's it? Buster Griffiths played bass with him. Did Mark Bur- Burnell, Bur- Burrell, Bur- Burrell, Mark Burrell play yeah. drums with him? Yes. And uh, who was was Frank playing bass with him then? Or he, I don't know. He might have been. But I know Buster Griffith played guitar or bass. No, it might have been Buster Griffith on bass. He played, I don't know. But I do know this, that Toy was a great guy. I would go down, me and him would hang out, and uh, he he would just, I'd say, Toy, man, man, one day I want to have a gold record. I want to, he said, if you keep doing what you're doing, if you'll record that stuff, if do that stuff, you'll be pioneering rock and roll bands yeah. and you'll do it. And and did you, uh, did you go, uh, did you go and hang out at the Marshall Tucker studio? Uh, or? Well, that's where you recorded your first thing, wasn't it? See, uh, th- when I recorded that, Marshall Tucker had already sold the studio. Oh. Yeah. They sold it to Dwayne Al- uh, Evans. Yeah. Okay. But they, st- they still did stuff there, though. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, matter of fact, Toy played on some of my first stuff. He played Dobro on some of my first stuff. Cool. A lot of people, I don't know if they, well, you probably knew it because he played Steel, too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that he was a finger picker, too. That's Hardly right. ever used a pick, right? No, never used a pick, used his thumb, yep. had his own style. Yeah. Yep. He did. Uh, but that was the person that did, told me, he said, look, man, he said, if you want to have, you great what you do and all. He said, but you got to. If you take, do that, and that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we're going to play uh, a few of your tracks in a short while. Um, yeah, we're we're we're, we're almost done. Uh, we're, but 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 whatever you want to talk about, we we'll, we can go as long as you want to. It doesn't matter. Well, um, one of the things I was going to ask was how did your uh, your little jam session with Brian May come about? Okay, Brian May Queen. Yeah. I'd been associated with all those camps through Gretch. Yeah. and through all that other stuff, and. Uh, I've always I, I I I did a crazy little thing called love. Yeah. So what happened was during I've never been a singer. I've always been a player. Okay. During COVID, this is a great story here. I'm gonna try to make it quick. During COVID, I did Johnny Be Good yeah. in my studio yeah. and I sang it. I did it for fun to send to all my star friends yeah. to give them a laugh, and I figured that's gonna call and make fun of me. Well, I sent it to them all. They're calling me on the phone saying, man, you need to put that out. I didn't know you could sing like that. I said, man, I can't sing. You got to put it out. Yeah. And I said, yeah, okay, now I get it. Y'all just joking with me. And then then the label call. Yeah. Sony Distribution does my distribution. But then all these star friends of mine called me and said, listen, man, we for real, you should put that out. Your voice and uh, 
Billy Gibbons. Yeah. Billy told me, he said, look, he said, you sing in key. I don't use a voice tuner or nothing. He said, it's you, just like your banjo playing. You yeah. can tell who it is. Yeah, like yeah, play yeah. Just like his voice. Yeah. So I said, okay, I did it. It put out cash box he went to number one he did then i said i ain't never i'm doing never doing anymore <laughs> then it, 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 they, and i did another one yeah you did. then i talked to, then i did the pretenders you know chrissy's a friend of mine uh, and that's the original band you hear playing on there's that, that original that, that's track. amazing yeah. and yeah, uh, again if you haven't if you haven't heard any of these please look them up you can find them on youtube you can find them or, anywhere or, or uh, anywhere you stream music yeah uh, anywhere yeah. you stream music yep it's out there uh, and on to, uh, on Todd's Facebook page as well and uh, but middle of the road with uh, uh, the pretender song that was that was an awesome uh, yeah, that's awesome good song. Track. I really enjoyed that yeah and then Jesus just left Chicago yeah and yeah. Billy Billy told me he said man cat he said you done that good cat but I'm being I'm gonna do some shows with Billy coming up this year cool oh that's and, awesome and we're gonna do that song together we are rest in uh, rest in peace to their bass player yeah um, absolutely yeah I mean what a great bass player yeah, it does he? And what a great, uh, what a great story they had as well. You know, I mean, they, they, uh, uh, like yourself, and you know, they came from uh, just being a, a band playing in a bar and uh, little you know, band from Texas, li- that little old band that's from right. Texas, and and they 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 put their noses to the grindstone and worked hard and that's true. Uh, and they went through varying levels of success throughout these hell of a three piece. Yeah. Hell, hell of a three piece. There you yeah. go, man. It don't uh, get no. Absolutely. That's like you know me. I'll, I'll tour with a big band, right? Yeah, yeah. Great band. But you know what I prefer? I got one of the best bass players in the world, and it's kind of like talking about them, hell yeah. of a three-piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I sit there and during my show, and I just got my bass player sitting there, yeah. and we're sitting there playing to 8,000 people, and you can yeah. hear a pin drop, yeah. that's great. Because yeah. you've got to be good. You ain't got a safety net. And I find also, if playing with a band all the time, it makes you a lazy player. It can do, You yeah. know, when, when you play it just right, the audience automatically just hushes Try. because they're witnessing something. I see it a lot with the Oak Ridge Boys. You know, I'll play on their songs, but then they'll bring me out front and I'll do yeah. Malaguena. Yeah. You can hear a pin drop. Mm. It may not brag, and I'm just saying it's yeah. just mesmerizing. It, it, it is. Mind. It's mesmerizing. <laughs> sound, sound does stuff to people. Yeah. You know, and when it's done right or when it's put in the right order, it can cause, you know, that hush is is it's awe it's awe inspiring you know yeah. what you're hearing is awe inspiring you can't you can't say anything all you can do is listen can you, i give a shout out to all my buddies at gretch you, you can, can of course yeah you can, we yeah. love gretch i love fred and dinah we love everybody uh joe carducci also my friends at the grand Ole opera because they're going to be listening to this and i'll send it to them. so Amazing. i want to tell everybody at the opera love y'all see y'all soon and uh hey you know, uh, well, we're we're glad you're you're still out doing your thing, because uh, you know, glad, glad to hear you well as well, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, it's been rough for the past uh, six months. I got COVID. Yeah, yeah. And mm. it tore me up. Yeah, and uh, and I finally got over that. Then I caught it again. Hmm. And it's it's been rough, and uh, but I'm making a getting ready to make a you, using that. Positive mental attitude. Positive to, mental attitude. Every single time, yeah. But, you know, going back to them songs, you know, during COVID, mm-hmm. if it, I was doing all those songs. You know how I am, Paul. You yeah. know how I like to joke and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I would do these songs, you know, and I'd sit them. I said, I can't wait to hear them call me. They're going to be making fun of me, right? <laughs> and they'd be calling me and saying, man, okay, the one that really, really made me know that it's true, I'm not a great singer, I mean, but it sounds yeah. great. It's yeah. me. It's in key. Yeah is when John McEwen you see what you remember what John wrote yeah 
Yeah. And when he, John don't do things like that. Yeah. And when he said, what else has he got hidden that he yeah. brought out? Why yeah. didn't he start singing 20 years ago? Yeah. Well, see, here's the answer to that. I was a, like on my banjo. That's all I did. I was instrumentalist. My banjo did all my talking. But the, the, this is, uh, so, you know, the question, why didn't you start singing 20 years ago? You, you actually, you've been writing songs for a long time. Oh, so yeah. You, you, yeah, you're writing uh, original stuff too. Um, oh, yeah. And you've just released or recently released Taylor's Ride, which is... Oh, it's about my... Which is a song yeah, you wrote 20, 20 or so years ago. That's and, right. It's yeah. about how Todd Taylor, you know, it yeah. starts out uh, uh, down south in Carolina. By the way, every video I do, I do in South Carolina to promote the state of South Carolina. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, that first verse of that song is like down south in Carolina. That's where we begin Taylor's Ride, Todd Taylor and Bill Monroe. You never heard yeah. a faster banjo. Yeah. Wheels on the bus going round and round to take yeah. us to the next show in town. Big Engines Wine It's the Taylor's Ride. But it's a history song. It's a song about my life. You know, from, start, from point A to point B. Point A to yeah. point B. So, I'm shooting video tomorrow, by the way, on that. Oh, yeah. now I was wanting to ask you, um, since we're nearing the end of the the interview part part of our session here, um, what new stuff have you got going on? What 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 ta- tours are you getting to go about to go on? Okay, I got the. Uh, I'm finishing up Taylor's ride video. We got to sh- shoot tomorrow, which will be on CMT. I'm th- sure and all that, and then, yep. we'll, then we'll finish that up on the 14th. I got a 2024 tour coming up, and I'm going back. It's going to be the Todd Taylor tour, like in the 80s. Okay, we're all Jeffrey Douglas will be a part of that from the Oak Ridge Boys. They were he'll be working with me, and I'll 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 audition a lot of big players at sound that'll go on that tour. But we'll be doing all the major cities. It'll be the you know it'll be the rock the like I did in the eighties. Okay? Uh, now that's a headlining hits. tour. A yeah, headlining tour. Ro- you gonna ro- have any? Uh, are ro- you gonna ro- have? Tour. Are you gonna have any regional acts opening up for you on the way? Or no, it it'll just, just be us. Okay. On this tour, a two uh, two hour two hour set, two and a half hour set. You know that's since he said two and a half hour. You know I'm a bad about this. Mm. When okay. I go on stage. It's time flies by, and, yeah. and people will be looking at me, or and the, a bass player will come over to me and say, "Man, we've been on stage for four hours." Wow, <laughs> you doing some Bruce Springsteen sets that, up there? And I'm like, "Wow, you know, when you mind, it don't matter how bad you feel. Music is healing, and it can give you energy, Rocco." Is, was music your inspiration? It's my inspiration. If it, 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 that's it. There, and that's what sustains yeah. you the whole time that's through right. through your through your that's illnesses just, and everything. Right. But I'm gonna cut the show short this time. But not. I'm gonna give them two hours. Yeah. Yeah. But if they want more, I'm gonna stay there. The only way we would leave if we got to make it to another seat. Yeah. That that's the yeah. only thing that would make yeah. me stop. Well, ladies and gentlemen out there, uh, be on the lookout. Uh, Todd Taylor. Itickets.com. It'll those that start selling tickets will go on sale the day after Christmas. Well, that that is that is phenomenal, sir, and uh, we've really enjoyed having you here on the on the uh, on the show. Any more questions before we before we wrap it up? Just one more question, Todd. Would your twenty twenty four tour be a great time for us to uh, pitch our cooking show to That's the right. TV? You could cook on the bus. That's right. Oh. That's a good idea, Paul. Hey, I'd like you guys to know I really appreciate it. Uh, coming down here being on your show you got a great show Rocco well we'd love to have you back uh, we'd like to get a little bit more background on it. you know we talked about about uh, a number of things but we'd love to have you back and talk some more uh, yeah, and, and, and it'd be and, great to have you back talk. and hang out because we're going to have a couple of tracks from you okay uh, from um, 
what tracks are we going to have on there? Do you well, know? We, we've got we've got a selection uh, that uh, we're going to play for you. Um, I think uh, we've definitely got to play Freebird. Free, free Freebird, yeah, because that's the track that broke, started it all. Started you know, Stairway all. made it in the charts. And let me yeah. say one more thing: when I hit the top forty back then, Toy Caldwell had just went solo. He was on Cabin Fever Entertainment. Yeah. The song Mexico actually was in the top forty with me. Right? Wow, right, Toy, and I seen him the day before he passed away. Mm. Well, Spartanburg has always been a proving ground for musicians right uh you know you get real good here and then you go out and you spread it throughout the nation and the world and uh you've done that toys done that lots of people have done that from here hank garland that's right uh the back black slacks guys the uh uh, sparkles sparkle Sparkle tones howard childers was a personal friend of mine matter of fact i got some video recordings of me and him playing in the studio we wrote a bunch of stuff well when when you can come back and let's talk about some of these guys yeah be glad to Uh, so so yeah um Todd, it's been great having you here. Uh, really appreciate you spending some time with us at the New Way Lounge, and uh, we'd, we'd be real happy to see you again. Uh, if you would please come and see us anytime you're free. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're, we're going to play some uh, some of Todd's music now. Um, Todd, I'm going to get you in to introduce these tracks, and uh, okay. from from there, enjoy, and uh, we'll see you again real soon. All right, Freebird. This is the one that did it all for me, folks. Thank God for Freebird. Rest in peace, Leonard Skinner, the original guys. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with that music. Uh, just give us a little bit. Thank you. Joy it is to be on the greatest radio stations around the world right now, like Dublin's best music mix, Capital Radio 104 FM, 97.3, the best mix of today's music, Tallahassee. Todd Taylor of Spartanburg, South Carolina. Todd locks into the weekly top 40. In fact, he's been on television with Regis and Kathy Lee and all these famous network people. Todd, how are you? Oh, it's going great. How are you today? Wonderful. And I I was just talking about you and your playing and your picking and everything. Todd Taylor out of Spartanburg, South Carolina. Freebird.
Taylor. Gold star for you this weekend out of Spartanburg, South Carolina. Stay here. There are more hits. The Weekly Top 40. Hey, this is the original cut. I wrote Taylor's Ride. It's about my life and my history.
Uh, what's this next song, Todd? The next song is In the Middle of the Road, my take on the Pretenders. Rock out. Standing in the middle of life with no plans behind me Well, I've got to smile for everyone I need As long as you don't try dragging my bay Or dropping the bomb on my street Now come on, baby Get in the road Come on now In the middle of the road Like that kept driving round in jeeps through the city Wearing big diamond rings and silk suits Past corrugated tin shacks filled up with kids And man, I don't mean a hamstead that's a ring But we own a big trunk of the blood of the world The babies just come with the scenery Now come on, baby Get in the road oh, Come on now In the middle of the road, yeah
you've been listening to Todd Taylor here at the New Way Lounge, downtown Spartanburg, South Carolina, on the Sparkle City Sessions, brought to you by the Hub City Music Society. We're going to catch you on the flip-flop. Uh, thanks to my co-host, Mr. Paul Topless. We'll see you again soon. Todd, pleasure, my friend. Hey, man, it's been a pleasure. Love you guys. Uh, later, y'all. We'll see you on the flip-flop. <laughs>